1: Welcome to Music In My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week, we celebrated International Women's Day, so it's only right that we focus on some of the wonder women of the music world. I've chosen three women from very, very different genres of music because, let's face it, it doesn't matter what kind of music you write or perform, the women I'm talking about have created a story and a narrative that transcends all those things. They've overcome adversity in their own ways and they've trod their own path. This year's International Women's Day focuses on just that, choosing to challenge. The following actually is taken from their official website about the theme for this year A challenged world is an alert world, and from challenge comes change. So let's all choose to challenge. How will you help forge a gender equal world, celebrate women's achievements, raise awareness against bias, and take action for equality? I just love that. And I love the themes that they come up with year upon year, something that's been going for so, so many years now. And just I thought it would be a wonderful way to bring music into such a great celebration of women all around the world. So I'm choosing to talk about a few forgotten stories, and a few of those from right up until the very, very present day. There's the legacies of those that have been left behind, actually, and I want to bring them to the forefront, people who you will not have heard of. And I want you to understand why it's important that we say their name out loud and we talk about them. And of course, there are people who are right now in the world of social media, they're out there doing their own thing and inspiring so, so many other men and women around the world, but sometimes through an unconventional pathway to success challenging stereotypes along the way and basically refusing to be seen as anyone other than themselves which I love. So let's get started. Now forgive me for my Russian pronunciation but I'm going to try my absolute best with this one but I really really wanted to talk about this pianist and composer. It is Leo kadir Kashperova. Now she was born in 1872 and she died in 1940. So we're going a little bit back in time, as we normally do with a bit of music in my life, but just so we can learn more about this incredible woman. She was a Russian pianist and a romantic composer. She was actually the piano teacher of a very, very well-known male composer. We're going to actually play you some of his music right now to see if you can recognise it. And I mean, we're talking one of the greatest classical composers of the 20th century. So see if you recognise this. Don't worry if you don't. I'll tell you who it is afterwards. But let's have a listen to this wonderful composer who was, of course, inspired by Leo Kadir cash per over. And now for those of you who may not listen to classical music all the time, I'm sure that you can actually still appreciate how complicated that is as music and how even if we were to just attempt to write out a few of those notes on the page, it would be incredibly difficult to do so. Now, that was an excerpt from the very, very, very famous The Rite of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. Now, this person we're talking about, Leo Kadya Kashparova, taught him the piano. She was the teacher and he was the student. Very important to note with this Russian composer and pianist. So she was a teacher, as I mentioned. She composed a lot of music that now is seen as critically acclaimed. But somehow she's barely known in the classical world and further afield. And even though she was, as I say, Igor Stravinsky's piano teacher, she still isn't talked about. And it's only really now in the last two or three years that her name is coming to the forefront in the classical world. If you're unsure of um, this kind of music, it's so, so romantic and classical, but brings together lots of different types of composition. So she wrote symphonies, she wrote uh, piano solo music. She also uh, wrote for The Voice as well. So she was multi-talented across lots of different types of classical music. And in fact, let's talk about that piece that we just heard, The Rite of Spring. When that was actually performed for the very first time, it accompanies a ballet. And it was so controversial of that time that there was a riot afterwards I mean can you imagine people coming out of the coming out of a concert and then there being a riot because of how crazy the music was and how different it was to what they were used to hearing at the time I don't think I can imagine that now but I mean to be back then and to hear music that was just so radical that it made you want to riot about it I think is quite amazing to hear and of course as I say she was his teacher so he learned from the best um anyway moving on back to our wonderful composer. So her mum was really influential in making sure that she became this incredible pianist, this incredible performer. Her mum was very, very cultured. She read a lot of poetry. She she really inspired her daughter to push her creative talents further and, and also inspired her to compose her own music. And she, she was really desperate for her to have a really good musical education in Moscow. So where they lived was a tiny, tiny town quite far away from Moscow. And her mother basically wrote tons and tons of letters saying, please take my daughter, please educate her. She's so talented, she's so wonderful. And she kept pushing and kept driving. And I think that's something that we can all learn from, you know, is to keep pushing towards those dreams that we have, and and to support other women around us, whether that's your mother, your daughter, your friend, your sister, whoever it may be. And so she went and she studied, and uh, studied for many, many years, in fact. Now. In uh Russia, she there's a there's a conservatoire which is like um like a university but very, very specifically chosen people for um a very niche area of music. So we have the Guildhall School of Music and Drama here in London, uh, the Royal College of Music, the Royal Academy of Music, and the Royal Northern School of Music. So we have these amazing places that nurture this talent for performers and composers alike. And this is where she studied. She went to St. Petersburg and she studied in the Conservatoire there which is just such a prestigious place. Um, Not only that, she studied composition and piano. And when she graduated, she was in what was called the elite piano class. That is a massive achievement. So something that was, as I say, incredibly prestigious at the time and incredibly hard to achieve. And not only that, she was actually known as the um, the person of, of choice of particular talent within that elite group she's like the elite of the elite of the elite if that even exists or if that makes sense um so such a, a wonderful talented performer and now this is where uh, sadly her music begins to get lost so she stayed in St Petersburg for the next 20 years writing music teaching people like the wonderful Stravinsky but Actually, then after that, when she was in her early 40s, she met her husband and her husband to be rather. And then they had to escape and flee because there was obviously the conflict. And it wasn't until after the Russian Revolution that they did go back. So within that time period, all of her music was lost. And uh, it's only now that it's being found and discovered again and being played and performed as well. So let's have a little listen to some of her music. We're gonna listen to two excerpts now, and this is of her symphony in B minor. This performance is conducted by a female conductor, Jane Glover, and it's performed by the BBC Concert Orchestra. This was in 2018. And like I say, this is, you know, this is not, I'm not sure if this is the premiere of her work, but this is certainly one of the first times that we've heard it. So it's only in the last few years that people are discovering her talent. Just to remind you as well, a symphony is um, an elaborate musical composition that consists of, it's written for full orchestra and it normally happens in four movements. So we're going to hear some of the uh, first movement and some of the fourth and final movement. So let's have a listen to the symphony in B minor by the unknown but incredibly talented composer Leo Kadia Kashparova. Beautiful. So lovely to hear some of that symphony in B minor there, and you can really hear why she's described as a romantic composer. The sort of sweeping strings and the sort of lilting feel of the music there, but also that incredible passion that comes in throughout the whole orchestra that's used to the best of its ability there. Really lovely to hear something from an unknown composer. And do look into that if you want to hear more of her music. I'm sure we'll be hearing some more in the coming months and years. On to our next Wonder Woman. This is, again, a completely different genre, but someone who I find incredibly inspiring and, of course, a voice for um, the the current generation, if you like. Um, We're going to talk about Lizzo. So her full name is Melissa Vivian Jefferson of course, known professionally as Lizzo. And she's an American singer, a rapper, a songwriter and a flautist. So she plays the flute as well, which we're going to hear a little bit of in a moment. She was born in Detroit, Michigan, and she moved to Texas where she, that's where she began performing before actually moving to Minneapolis, which is where she began her recording career. Now she's just I mean, I've watched several interviews with Lizzo and I've scoured her social media as well. and, And she makes me feel lifted. And I love that about a person when it's almost like what you see of them, because we're all so connected now, even though the chances are I will never meet this person, but I can see her and I can see what she's about. And She's someone who I feel just lifts off the page or lifts off the screen in front of you, inspires you and and makes you feel lifted. And it's such a wonderful feeling, I think, especially in the current time that we're living in. So if you need a bit of a lift, I'd say head to her social media and you will just be, uh, you'll fall in love because that's what happened to me. <laughs> um, anyway, she's collaborated with incredible artists, Clean Bandit, Bastille, uh, so, so many more than that as well. And she was named as uh, Forbes magazines one of their 30 under 30 um she's 32 years old now and actually she's still rising to you know she's not even at the pinnacle of her fame yet and I just love that she's almost come into um Come into her career at an age that perhaps in the pop industry is seen as older, which is complete nonsense, but there seems to be this uh weird kind of thing that your pop career would end at, you know, 21. <laughs> um so I think it's great as well to see someone who strives for uh body positivity and, and life positivity in general. Let's have a listen to one of her songs first. This is um this is coconut oil. This is released in 2016, and this is what I was talking about where she plays the flute. So we're gonna hear a little bit of her playing the flute flute, sorry and then we're going to hear a little bit of her um singing and rapping as well and it's just the lyrics are so good um you can see I'm smiling when I talk about her she just she's someone who I think is so so important to have in our music industry at the moment so I hope you enjoy this is a bit of coconut oil by Lizzo
0: But you better make some room for me. I'm coming through with my crew at the rendezvous. Yeah, it's a party over here now. Yeah, it's a party over here now. If I knew then what I know now, i my give myself a souvenir for old time's sake, because I got
1: good (laughs) also just who is confident enough to bring the flute and an R&B beat and then rapping all together in the space of about 20 seconds I think I love that it's it's very very inspiring it's very cool Now, as I mentioned, she's someone who strives for, she's an icon for body positivity and she has been throughout her career, the target of body shaming. And it's really sad to see that still even now, however far we've come, that people can see that result of body shaming online and, and what it does to a person's personality and and their their confidence as well. And so, you know, it's really interesting, I think, to hear her story. And that's why I've chosen to play you an excerpt of an interview that she had with Jamila Jamil, um, where she talks about a moment in time, where she realized that actually, that was her sort of path in her her musical career, if you like, it was to talk about this very topic, it was to be proud of her skin, be proud of her body, be proud of her life. And um, I found it really inspiring to listen to, so I wanted to play you some of that now before we hear some more of her music. Here it comes.
0: And I was like, I'm like this walking thing. I'm like this fucking survivor that shouldn't be here. Like y'all didn't want me to win. Y'all don't want me to even fucking exist, huh? Yeah. And I wrote this song about it called My Skin. And from then on, I was like, this is this that felt the most right to me. And just talking about that. And that connected to the most people. And I was like, I'm not going back. Like, I don't have anything else to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the time I was born in. And this was the mission I was given. And I'm so blessed that I can turn my emotions and my struggles into self-care and through
1: music. Yeah, you're recycling it into something good.
0: Yeah, because I'm not telling people what to do. I'm not preachy. And I think that's why when you said effective, it's effective because I'm using it for myself. Like, I need this. Mm -hmm. Or else I would be that girl three albums ago who was like, I have a line called, like, full of fried food and fatigue. (laughs) Girl, I was trying to use alliteration. But I'm like, that's where I was in life. Yeah. I was unhappy
1: mm-hmm. and I was it's talking about it. Really interesting to hear her talk there about that moment in time that became sort of an inspiring moment to push her musical career um, to where it is now. And I think she also talks about, you know, just that path being really, really clear to her um, when it just became apparent that's what she should be doing. Before as well, that moment that we heard um, she was talking about uh, this interview that she did where she was asked, what's your favorite Um, what's your favorite part of yourself and she said something like you know my personality or uh, my humor you know um whatever it may be and they said no no your body part and she's like my skin my skin is who I am it's my favorite part but it's also the part that she felt could be weaponized as well against her and I just I just found it really inspiring to listen to um and I think it's great when we talk about composers in general or musicians um to know about the story from where their music comes from because when we listen to it it becomes so much more hard-hitting and, and so much more real so with that in mind let's have a listen to some of Lizzo's My Skin.
0: Beautiful thing that you ever seen is even bigger than what we think it means reflections in not a strange. it's even bigger than I woke up in there
1: love it so good um yeah she's she's one of my favorite artists currently and I know it seems strange to move from classical music and Russian composers to Lizzo and now we're going to move back to another composer um which is sort of choral music but these are women who are just paving the way for us and making changes and choosing to challenge you know what's what's seen as uh being put in this kind of square box and and actually you don't have to fit into the mold you know break the mold instead and um I think it's really nice and inspiring to listen to her music and to her story so as I say highly recommend following her on social media um and seeing a bit of that body positivity which I love Normally, being
0: a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: We're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. We, being me, Georgie Porter. And me, Sharon Carpenter. We're all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and we give you advice whenever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for. We're all about what you're really thinking and what you really
0: want to know. You can expect to hear some of this. I have to say, come on people, we we're getting a little too sensitive here
1: and also some of this she is plugging her entire career in that one moment that's the loose lips podcast out every tuesday and not forgetting extra lippy on fridays find it wherever you found this podcast we'll see you there so uh this next person that i'm going to talk about is allegedly the first ever female composer now i know it's probably impossible to actually prove that um, but allegedly Hildegard von Bingen or Hildegard of Bingen is known as the first ever female composer which is quite a cool thing to have achieved um, she lived a pretty long time ago she was born in 1098 1098 and was uh, died in 1179 and uh, she's also known as saint hildegard um which gives you an idea of how epic her life was and how uh, well loved and regarded she was in life and after death. Um, And also to give you an idea of that as well, if you don't know um, whether you're of religious faith or not, it's actually just really interesting to know that, that the pathway to becoming a saint is so complicated there has to be two miracles not one but two miracles proved which of course in uh, the modern age with science is incredibly difficult it's normally where someone will make a miraculous recovery and um, so there have to be miracles that are proven and there's all sorts of things that have to be um, discussed and and basically people don't become saints very often and also it's normally a very very long long time before that happens so just really interesting to know how well regarded she was in the religious sense but also what I'm going to talk about now in the scientific sense and the musical sense too so um it's yeah, she's someone who wrote choral music. She was, of course, inspired by her own faith, but she also was very clever with how she did it. So she used to say that um that she basically had these these visions and she would say that she was inspired by visions that she'd see, and that she always said, I'm very unlearned. Okay, I haven't been educated, I don't know about music, which of course gave her sort of the reason to then speak with authority because she wasn't having to rely upon anything. So actually at that time, when, if you can imagine all the way back then as well, if you think we still deal with sexism now and and trying to fight for equality now, imagine what it was like back then in 1098, trying to make a name for yourself. And that's exactly what she did. So she was not only a composer, but she was a, a philosopher. She was a visionary. She uh, is known for writing sacred monophony so um, and plain chant. Now, plain chant is one single line of music. And I've talked about this before, actually. Um, and it's basically something that can be sung... Uh, if you were the person singing it you can sort of choose the rhythm so it gives you a bit of artistic license with how you sing it um so so someone might sing it slower or quicker than the next so there's no sort of typical meter or specific rhythm if you like um normally the words are latin text and it will be a a devotional piece of music sung and sort of written for those spaces that have that incredible acoustic. So you'd hear it sort of echoing around a cathedral or a church space. Um, so let's have a little listen now to one of her compositions. This is my favourite piece. This is called O Yukari. And um, this is performed by Emma Kirkby. And it's from the album Feather on the Breath of God, which was a, quite a famous album, actually, because it really brought to the forefront Hildegard von Bingen's music and just how beautiful it is. Beautiful music. And again, I would highly recommend listening to some more of that. I find it very, very calming and peaceful. So if you're someone who needs that kind of music to study or perhaps to just take a break from everything obviously this week there's lots of change so maybe you just need a moment of calm I would highly recommend that album and her music as well for that to happen it's beautiful and very peaceful and of course if you're not someone who's fluent in Latin as well you don't hold on to the words you just let it wash over you as a sort of glorious sound and um, as I say she kind of was really interesting Hildegard as a character because she's become really uh, a woman of particular interest to feminist scholars because she would sort of not belittle other women, but she would say she was part of the weaker sex. But it was in a way to sort of, dumb herself down to then be able to fight her way through and make a name for herself. It was the only way I think that she felt that she could get herself into a position of power back then. And then actually once she had that power, she used that to do things like um stop people as part of the church who as uh, something called simony, which is basically where uh, things of sacred Um, note would be stolen and sold on for money or for that for someone's gain essentially in life so she really did try to um well of course she became a saint she did really did try to do good in the world and also there was something that she was really interested in with healing and her sort of holistic approach which people are really interested now so there were writings medical writings that were sort of um archived and and forgotten about for centuries and never really studied and actually now there's uh it's known as hildegard medicine and it's something that has become actually a healing center that focuses on a holistic approach to wellness and it just brings people together who are interested in exploring that link between holistic um healing spirituality the arts as well so really really interesting and someone who even though was born in 1098 is still inspiring people now. I think that is absolutely incredible. She is, in my mind, an absolute wonder woman. So we're going to move on now. We don't have time to talk about so many of these women that I think are so inspiring, but I want to play you two more pieces of music by very different people. Um, this first piece of music is by a friend of mine who is another female composer called Jocelyn Pook. And this is called Hallelujah. And uh, Jocelyn is an English composer. She's also a violin player. And she studied at Guildhall um, School of Music and Drama. And we worked together on a project with my mum, which was called Out of Water. And I remember thinking I had so much respect for her uh, to be in the world of female classical composers because it is um, so vastly uh, dominated by male composers. She was just really inspiring in the way that she stuck to her guns. She did what she knew she was good at she um she just really was you know a wonder woman in my eyes in that sense so i think it's really nice to celebrate her this week as well um She's recorded several albums and she also wrote the film score for Eyes Wide Shut, the movie. Um, But this is one of my favourite pieces of hers. It's not from this movie, but it's just, again, a piece of music I listen to when I need some calm and I need some peace, uh, which doesn't happen very often with a toddler. But if I do get a moment, this is what I would choose to listen to. So I hope you enjoy it. This is Jocelyn Pook's Hallelujah. So beautiful. Oh, gives me like goosebumps. (laughs) Um, And finally, we're going to listen to, of course, I couldn't really talk about Wonder Woman without talking about Beyonce, could I? And I wanted to play one of her songs that I don't think is one of her most popular, but it's my favourite. I love it because of the imagery that goes alongside it so I would really recommend going and watching the video somewhere if you can get your hands on it it's not a long piece of music either but I just loved how with this particular album she and it was released in 2014 she created imagery for every single song it was like a conceptual album and I just love when an artist jumps into a project a hundred percent and is just in that music and in that space and of course, I think, you know, we all know that behind every incredible, successful woman or man, there's obviously a team of people. But I feel like Beyonce is someone who, I mean, let's put this into perspective. Okay, so as an artist, just to, well, not even today, as of actually, I think I found out it was June 2016. And this is just in the United States. Beyonce has sold million albums as a solo artist and a further 17 million albums as part of Destiny's Child and to do that and to stay current and to stay inspired with music and also to be a mother and to be someone who's a businesswoman and to be a feminist and, and to fight for everything that you believe in and to be supportive of other women and, and other colleagues and people around you, I just think is incredible. And as I say, I know there would be a huge team and, in place to, to help her with her career. But at the end of the day, it's her that steps out on stage and does it. And I think that's so incredible to see. Um, so I wanted to play this song. It's called Ghost. And before the excerpt we're going to hear, she talks about the record company saying, you know, this is never going to work like this isn't going to be and I think that's something again that for me has become really important is to as we say the theme of this year choose to challenge you know if someone tells you this is going to be rubbish don't let them sway you don't let them change your mind you know there's a reason why that seed was planted in your mind in the first place there's a reason why you're passionate about something um and I think you know, Beyonce is case in point there. So let's have a little listen to Ghost. Um, as I say, released in 2014 and the imagery of this is just so strong and so powerful, it's really empowering to watch. Oh, so good. You have to listen to the whole thing. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of my uh, wonder women and people who I think are super inspiring and empowering. And um, yeah, and obviously, I hope you've had a good week celebrating International Women's Day and of course, Mother's Day coming up as well here in the UK, uh, the weekend. So uh, wherever you are, give your mums a hug. And of course, if that's not possible, which for a lot of people, it isn't at the moment, go out and make them proud and show them that the world's for the taking and uh and i just think you know inspire one another let's support one another let's lift each other up and uh you know there's nothing else to do that's more positive than that so thank you for joining me and uh, i'll see you next time on music in my life bye I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming Minnesota. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time.
0: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Cool fact,
0: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget,
1: we still deserve nice things.